bug main. Buzz, buzz, buzz. We're going on tour with Struggle. I'm in so much struggle. Uh, struggle session will be appearing with bug main on the bug tour. We're going to be in Milwaukee on October 3rd, Cleveland, October 4th, and Detroit, October 5th. Uh, Kate is coming too. We're going to do Jack AM and Struggle Session. And Bug is going to do, you know, his, his, his old town revival, you know, with some, um, preaching, some lying, some motivational speech, um, all sorts of shit. It's going to be a lot of fun. Only socialism will help my struggle. <laughs> I'm going with Struggle Session, Milwaukee 10 3, Cleveland 10 4, Detroit 10 5. Uh, you can go to shop.bazizio.com uh, to get tickets. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, Leslie and I are going to be there. It's going to be, it should be a very fun show. Struggle session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison, and I'm Shannon Strucci. And today we're doing our annual 31 Days of Horror list. Uh, our third annual one. Um, as longtime listeners of the show know, uh, Jack said last year that he was pretty much already tapped out. I, on I, I, I ran out of movies, everybody. I ran out of <laughs> movies that I know. So unfortunately, I, I can't contribute any longer. <laughs> yeah, but he graciously has decided to still join uh, Shannon and I. We picked all the uh, movies uh, for this one. And um, Emma, we found out, is actually a scaredy cat. So she didn't pick <laughs> any horror movies. <laughs> all right. So what we're really excited. We got lots of, you know, good movies on the list. Uh, lots of cool guests. Um we did post a list on Leatherbox, which Leatherbox is a little problematic because they couldn't figure out um, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago whether like Nazis are bad or not. Sure. <laughs> they, yeah. they were waffling on that. They're like, of course, we deplore violence. But, you know, if you're saying that you want to beat up Nazis, that's also bad, too. Mm. So um, not the biggest fan of Le- Letterbox right now, but we'll uh, still I-, keep- I wish all the websites would stop chiming in. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like how I never want to know how In-N-Out Burger feels about gay marriage. Like, the, just stop chiming in, websites. <laughs> Uh, but we're, we're still using it for now until a socialist makes a, a better version of it. And we got 31 movies. You got to watch them every day, folks. I'm sorry. That is the rule. If you listen to the show, you do have to watch all 31 of these very scary horror films. Um, that is a requirement of your subscription. And do not think that you can get away with doing like less gaming or less posting. Um, <laughs> While you're watching these movies, because we'll know, we'll know mm-hmm. if you um, you slack off in any of the other areas. All right. All right. So the first movie, uh, Shannon, was uh, your pick. Uh, Don't Look Now. Yeah, Don't Look Now is one of my favorite um, kind of sad atmospheric horror movies. I think it's been very, very uh, influential, not just on horror films, but on a lot of films in general. 
And it's one of those, I used to watch the Bravo's 100 Scariest Moments with my family, like with my mom when I was little. And I had the big plot twist ruined when I was like 12. Oh. Uh, but it's still really good. I saw it when I was a lot older. Yeah, this I, I've heard a lot about this movie because this is one of uh, Bryce and Ellis's uh, favorite uh, horror movies. And he also spoiled the plot twist for me. So It's I a weird had... plot twist. It's like in 2019, it's kind of a weird plot. But the rest of the movie... And everything leading up to it, I think, is like about grief and suffering. Grief and suffering. That's uh, so. Is it a little bit like Hereditary or Midsummer? I think Don't Look Now was probably a pretty big influence on Hereditary. I'm trying to remember if I read that or not, but there's a lot of there are a lot of similarities. I would say not necessarily in the plot, but kind of in just like uh, parents dealing with some stuff. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. Number two is Pulse, which I actually haven't seen. But I really like the director's other film, Cure. And I've seen yes. a clip from Pulse that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pulse is one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, it's by uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa. We actually already did an episode uh, back in the day of uh, Cure and Pulse. We maybe have to redo it because those are uh, just two um, fantastic movies. And I'm really interested in what you uh, think of it. It Because it's one of the you know really coolest, creepiest things i've seen like kiyoshi kurosawa he really understands what a nightmare is like <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's uh, just like you know a david lynch uh figure i think he even uh, even more so i think uh, kiyoshi kurosawa is even better at at capturing that kind of nightmare logic and s- spirit and what would happen if our nightmares started attacking us uh in the waking world so this is one of my favorite horror movies so i would definitely recommend uh wow. checking it out if you didn't check it out when we did our last episode i even like the american remake a little bit it's not as good but it's got like veronica mars in it so it's not so bad i don't even remember the plot of cure i just remember it was scary and like images from it you know yeah it's um i still hold this probably one of the greatest films of all time jack did you you weren't on the episode we did. i don't think i saw it i'm like yeah. now like now i'm like there's been like two episodes i'm like i guess i have to watch cure and pulse at this point like, <laughs> yeah yeah we should, we should watch it again and re, redo it should we one. do a revit should we do a sequel episode yes right? we should, yeah we should, we should do a remake of our uh episode yeah yeah hollywood's doing remakes i guess uh podcast yeah, we should just, gotta yeah. get rid of them too <laughs> Just recast the whole show and just do the whole yeah. thing over. <laughs> it is a reboot of the of the of the Cure Pulse episode. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and then number three is Onibaba, which is also uh, an older film. It's from 1964, and it's a Japanese horror film. I think set in like feudal Japan. And I haven't seen it in a little bit, but it was like one of those that I was really upset that I had never seen before when I saw it, and I thought it was terrifying. Yeah, I've heard a lot about. This I haven't really watched a lot of older Japanese horror movies, but they're all really goddamn trippy uh, looking. And this one's uh, like just um, like glancing at the trailer, like it looks so fucking brutal and and creepy for like a black and white movie from like the fifties. Wow. Yeah, actually, nineteen sixty four. But yeah, it looks really uh, scary still. And so, uh, number four, I picked, uh, They Remain. They Remain, it's based on a Laird, uh, Baron story. Laird Baron is a writer that I have been, you know, preaching the gospel for, for most of this year. I went through all his so- short story collections, uh, earlier this year in very short order. This is the only film adaptation of his work. Unfortunately, I have to say it 
doesn't quite live up uh, to his writing, but it's still, a, you know, a very, like, entertaining, um, you know, kind of atmospheric trippy uh horror movie i i mentioned this on the midsummer episode but uh also stars william jackson harper who is in midsummer and i he keeps going doing these movies where white people are going into the woods with him (laughs) unhinged white people and you always just want to yell at his character no no brother would ever do that but he keeps doing it and he has another one scheduled right now i am not shitting you if you go to his imdb page it's another one where he's going into the forest I, i i just think like William, Billy, Bill, brother, I, I think one of these is going to be a, like a real life trap uh, for you. You should not keep doing this. You are, you know, you are playing with fire, uh, going out in the woods uh, with emotional white people. <laughs> All right. And then uh, number five is a movie I just watched the other night and it really uh, surprised me. It looked really, I, I, my wife picked it. Uh, it's not something I would pick because it's a comedy horror. I'm generally uh, not into them, but it's a film called uh, You Might Be the Killer, um, where the premise uh, is that it's kind of, you know, this, you know, Harking back to like Friday the 13th and the other, uh, camp counselors being murdered, uh, movies where this guy realizes throughout the film that he actually might be the one that's, uh, huh. the killer and he's not really sure. He's on the phone the entire time with Allison Hannigan, who I guess is still playing a teenager, which I like to see. She still looks like, she still looks very young. She still looks like Willow. So it, it kind of works, but it, it's interesting because it's, it's a very, it's a pretty low budget film. It has an interesting cast that's like much more diverse than anything you see in and um other films not just like different like it has different types of black people that you don't see in other movies <laughs> which is just kind of cool to, uh to see um like his love interest in the film is just like this really hip black shit who will always be in the background of some other white movie but here <laughs> she's a that gets to actually be the love interest and i like i think that's kind of cool um but yeah it's a really fun um movie um brutal brutal kills um i always i i don't like comedy horror because they a lot of times they don't go full gore on the kills this one absolutely uh does is pretty funny very fucked up i uh definitely uh recommend it it's uh currently on a shutter streaming if you're a horror fan uh, this is not an advertisement they don't pay me to say this but Get Shudder. It's by it's by far the best streaming. We would take service. the money if anyone from Shudder's listening. We'd be happy to be paid to say it, but yeah, but, uh, we're not currently. Not currently, but I just I just love the service. I think it has the best, like the highest quality of movies of all the streaming services because it's only mm-hmm. focused on horror. A horror noir is a documentary on there about uh, black people in horror movies that is amazing. It's one of my favorite yeah, yeah. documentaries I've seen in a while. Yeah, they got um, a lot of good stuff on there. They got Channel uh, Zero, all the seasons of that, which is a f- fucking, it's probably the best horror TV show ever made. Might be one of the best prestige TV shows. It's just, it's really, really good. Shout outs to some of the writers on the show. It recently got um, canceled, but some of the writers are fans of Struggle Session, actually. Oh, so really? Shout out, oh, cool. Shout outs to them. Well, it does like, sound like a good show, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Number six is Peeping Tom, 
which came out in 1960, the same year Psycho came out. And it's a British movie where it's like a the main character is this kind of neurotic guy who kills people while he's recording them, like kills them with their mm. with his camera. So it's kind of a film about voyeurism and about filmmaking. And it completely ruined the director's career. Like critics hated it. I think it got too close to something and it was too oh. real. And then Hitchcock didn't do screenings of Psycho or didn't. There, there was something with Psycho that um, he kept it away from the press before it came out. And then, of course, it was like a huge hit and changed horror film forever and whatever. Um, and there's a really good interview with Martin Scorsese where he talks about Peeping Tom and how much he loves it and how you empathize with the killer uh, that I'll probably get us to link whenever we talk about it. Yeah, so I, I, when I looked, I hadn't heard of this movie before, but when I Googled it, the first result was like top 25 most gruesome horror movie murders. <laughs> wow. And like for a movie that was made in, you yeah, know, 1960, I'm on board, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that the sounds next. great. That sounds awesome. I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in kind of the like, cursed movie element that it like ruined <laughs> his life and career that that's very that's fascinating it's so sad because it's not like a schlocky exploitative movie it's like a psychologically dense like you feel bad for him uh similar to norman Bates, although there's some other elements going on with norman but yeah and mm. it's very easy to compare it to psycho and it's just like hitchcock was an asshole who had a wonderful career <laughs> and it's like, oh. um next is parents which is a really really strange movie i saw for the first time last year and it's kind of like a dark, satirical, like a, a satire on like 1950s white culture. And it stars Randy Quaid. And it's like these, this kid who isn't sure if his parents are cannibals or not. And it's shot oh, really cool. interestingly. And it's a, it's just a very weird, fun uh, late 80s horror movie. And then next, I went too far back. I think is uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Um, that is an insanely good movie and one of my favorite movies of the past uh, several years. It's uh, a woman directed it, and it's like an Iranian vampire spaghetti western film. Wow! And it's in black and white. Yeah, I had, I had, yeah, I had this on my Netflix queue like for forever, and just never got around to it. But I've heard nothing but uh, good things for it. Sounds really cool. It's really fun and just something different. Um, And I haven't checked out other stuff the director's made, if she has, but I really need to because I loved it. And it was one of those that I was always recommending to people and was just very excited about. All right. So next, uh, we have a Alex Proyas uh, double feature, uh, (laughs) The Crow and Dark City, which I'm sure many of the listeners have watched either one or two of these films. But you got to watch them both. Um, We already did. uh, We just did an episode of Vampire Castle on the crow uh so me and jamie already talked about that a bit um because we her argument was that you know his powers are un, are a little bit ambiguous but they do line up a lot with vampiric powers um so it was fine to talk about it on vampire castle um but okay. i just love the crow like I, I every time i watch it it's just it's such just such a joy uh it should be in the conversation of best uh superhero uh movies but it does have a lot of 
horror elements. And it's, uh, you know, if you're, you have ever been golf in your life, you have to know this mo- movie inside <laughs> and out. It's a full on cast of golfs. It's golf versus golf violence, golf gangsters, <laughs> golf, golf rosters, golf rockers, a golf world. Everyone is golf. And, uh, don't, don't, don't you wish that this had spun out a golf cinematic universe? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> In a it, different time, I guess. Well, it kind of did because then you have a uh, dark city, which <clears throat> isn't quite as golf in you know it, the most of the villains are goth so all the like uh, i think they call them do they call them the nightmen but it's uh dark city is just this really uh creative fascinating neo noir science fiction very weird very fun got kiefer sutherland, uh, kiefer sutherland jennifer connelly just being it, it's just a fantastic movie that uh if you wanted to be cool on the internet about 10 years ago, you would just post about how <laughs> dark, how the matrix just ripped off dark city. That was the thing. <laughs> that was the hot take of like 2000, you know, three or so. <laughs> and then next is possession, which I actually haven't seen. And I know I was hanging out with some friends recently and we couldn't find a copy of it to watch. So hopefully we can all find one, but I know it's been referenced a ton of times by like uh, film critics and video essays that I really admire and I like their work and respect their opinion and just the clips I've seen from it I'm like oh my god I really want to see this movie yeah I dare I've I haven't seen the movie but I've seen a clip because um the Crystal Castle there's a video on YouTube where the Crystal Castle song Plague um is set to clips uh from this and it looks fucking wild and it looks crazy yeah I really uh well fuck Crystal Castle is the current iteration because uh that guy is an abuser but when Alice Glass but Alice Glass is cool, and that video is cool, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this movie. I just found a copy of it. Oh, awesome. Nice. So I'll pass it over. Because <laughs> we tried. We ended up watching a different movie on this list, Haosu, the same night instead, which is also good, but um, and, yeah, and so, I just got very frustrated. Yeah, so this film is a test um, for your pirating skills, because as we said on the show <laughs> many, many times, it's time to start pirating. You saw how maybe. fast I found it. You, yeah. all, you all saw how fast I found it, so yeah. beat that time. Yeah. <laughs> the next is uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which is one of my favorite uh, comedy horror movies. It's, it's like a good-hearted meta horror film about yeah. class. And it's also, like, you're talking about the kills. There are some really brutal, like, comically gory kills in this, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is, is, like, you know, because I don't really love comedy horror that much either, except for maybe, like, if you count Scream or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it kind of is the, like, gem of the comedy horror genre. And I will also say that I think it does better what, you know, Cabin in the Woods ended up getting some credit for. And it actually does also kind of, you know, uh, uh, it, like, operates more as a horror movie than, like, a Cabin in the Woods does, for example. Absolutely. And it's not smug. It's not smug <laughs> and annoying about it. It likes horror. It doesn't think, like, horror is stupid, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I never got around to watching this, but not. But your recommendation, you know, I, I'm a little bit more interested in it because I, I just – don't do uh, comedy horror. I swear, again. Leslie, I'm like the same way, and I watched it and was surprised that I that I did not like revile it. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> All right, next up is a film that I've mentioned on the show many times. Usually, whenever somebody mentions X 
Ex Machina in a good light because this is the good version of Ex Machina. <laughs> it's called The Mach- Machine. It came out in 2013. Nobody fucking watched it for some reason, even though it has the exact same plot as Ex, Ex Machina. It's just better, has more action, has looks cooler. It's just a more fun. It does a more, it does the same story in a more fun, scarier, creepier, uh, action or oriented way so i want to get more people to watch this so they can agree with me that ex machina is bullshit <laughs> so th- this is a hit on ex machina more than anything. yes <laughs> all right fair enough that movie is kind of annoying it it's is fine. whatever it's, it's sort of weird it's, uh, yeah i a lot of people talked about it when it came out and it's just sort of like no one cares yeah. about it anymore. i think people just really like i think it was like a like Oscar Isaac is a good actor kind of thing. And people were like, wow, Oscar Isaac, you know, uh, it was like <laughs> kind of during the Oscar Isaac moment when everyone wanted to celebrate everything he did. Well, the mm-hmm. sad thing is he is a good actor, but then he got saddled. He got, he joined the Mickey Mouse club and now I know that's well, it. <laughs> it's that monkey's paw. Now he has to just make shitty stuff forever. Yeah. Um, next up are three films uh, by these two guys, Benson and Moorhead. It's a resolution spring and the endless and they all have horror elements. Resolution is, uh, gets compared a lot to cabin in the woods, but I think it's way more subtle and has a lot better characterization. And it's just like a really good, dark, no budget horror movie. And then spring is kind of like a Lovecraftian, uh, romance movie. Hmm. I think set in Italy. I haven't seen it in a little bit. And the endless is sort of like, a a, also a sci-fi horror movie set like that's sort of a sequel to resolution they're all kind of loosely connected but mostly the first and third and i just love how uh, creative they are and they have like a really original voice and these are just like three of my favorite films of the past few years too yeah i've seen resolution and i really enjoyed it a, a lot um um i i'm looking forward to spring and the endless because they look really great um i know spring is on uh shutter and i think endless is either on netflix or amazon but they're all pretty av- available i watched Re- resolution on netflix there's a like there's a lot of you know good like sci-fi horror movies that have fallen kind of under the radar because of streaming i think in the past 10 or 15 years and we're going to go back to a lot of these and um, realize that they were actually you know really really um good stuff i know um what's the one uh what's the one that is like um an alien entity like mind controls somebody and then switches to another body. It's something. Is that life? Uh, no, it's like a color. It's called color. You never see the alien. It's something hmm. color. Um, oh, upstream color. Yeah, upstream oh, color. Oh, I love that movie. I love yeah. Shane Carruth. Yeah, upstream color. Um, there's a few. There's a few. I think there's one called like the hallway where like these people go into this forest and there's like almost like an annihilation type zone, uh, called mm. like where uh, maybe it's the corridor, the corridor. And there's just tons of these kind of these horror movies that, you know, blend, uh, you know, horror with sci-fi lots of weird fiction stuff uh but they all have kind of fallen off the radar because they never came out in theaters they just got plopped on streaming usually right. with a very bad mm-hmm. cover and so we're <laughs> gonna have to do some work and go back and re- rediscover and elevate some of these absolutely um and the next is one of my favorite horror movies deep red a Dario Argento Giallo film. It's just like a weird, very, very over the top slasher. And I've only ever seen the, the like English release Blu-ray version, which when they had to salvage parts of the movies, like parts of it are in Italian and parts are in English all oh, in one cool. version. 
And it's really interesting. Like, it, for some reason, it works really well. And I just yeah. have never wanted to watch a different <laughs> version of it. <laughs> um, and then Suspiria also by Argento. Just like classic weird. Uh, Deep Red is more coherent than Suspiria, but they're both really weird and, and really, really fun. Yeah, I've, uh, I've never seen Deep Red. I've seen a lot of Argento. I added, uh, Suspiria, uh, to this list. We're going to be doing, uh, episode. We have a special, uh, guest for that one already lined up. So definitely you have to do Deep Red and Suspiria mm-hmm. and the remake of Suspiria I put on just because I want to see it and I haven't gotten around to watching it. I've heard <laughs> a lot of mixed things about it. Some people are saying, well, for, first people say it's like nothing like the original, which is fine, which is fine. I don't, I'm kind of glad that they, didn't try to copy it because it's a movie that's very argent, very argento. <laughs> couldn't make another Suspiria right now if he if his life depended on it. So it's good that they didn't try to remake it directly. Some people have said it's really good. Some people say it's a little middling. I'm interested in seeing it. It's one of those films that like people got really upset at the even prospect of remaking it. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine as long as they're doing something. You know different uh with it it does kind of upset me that if you google image search suspiria all you see are the new one that's pretty fucked up i i have to say because the old one is very uh beautiful um but yeah i'm looking forward to um finally seeing deep red because i've seen a lot of argento but i skipped deep red for some reason um i I, i'm a big fan of tenebre um as well as suspiria but i'm looking forward to uh, watching deep red I wasn't crazy about the new Suspiria, but I think it's worth watching, even if there are a lot. There's a lot of elements of it that I didn't like. Oh, cool. um, it's it's not like garbage. It's yeah, not, it's, it's, there's just some weird choices. <laughs> All right, and uh, next uh, we have uh, Memories of Murder and Snowpiercer. Wow. Um, I actually haven't seen Memories of murder it's yet. fucking good hey, I hey I'm, so now good. I get to say one okay. it's great. <laughs> I definitely have a DV- I had a DVD burned of it back in my old uh piracy J horror care horror uh days. <laughs> I had gone through the trouble of burning the DVD, just never got around uh to watching it. So I'm excited to uh take a moment and go back to it. All the people, all our um so listeners good. in the Discord are saying it's the good version of Zodiac. Uh Yeah. It is <laughs> kind for real. Of, yeah, actually. <laughs> and Snowpiercer, a movie I have seen uh, uh several times. Uh Great. Maybe not technically horror, but definitely horrific in a lot of away so we got a little double uh a feature there and i think we're going to be able to uh get Corey j white who is a sci-fi writer listener of the mm-hmm. show he wrote um the killing uh gravity book uh you've probably seen it pop up on your amazon kindle recommendations if you like sci-fi it's called the void witch saga and he's a fan of snowpiercer and the manga as well so we're going to have him on to talk about that but snowpiercer oh, yeah. is just a fantastic fantastic uh, movie i love it so much it is it's great it's also it's like in my top 10 of the decade i think yeah um of any movie yeah and then uh number 22 on the list is a terrible movie called things uh (laughs) that it's one of those like like a lot of people are like oh this movie is the worst movie ever made or whatever and things like watching things was a similar experience to parts of watching something like maholan drive where my brain can't i can't process what's happening I don't understand it. I, it's like brain freeze, like deep inside your psyche. And you just kind of seize up. Only it's like these Canadian guys ripping off Evil Dead and wow. Alien. 
it's really, but it's, it is one of those that is like just really eminently watchable and, and really entertaining. And, and that I was trying to think of like good, bad horror movies or whatever. And that one is <laughs> an experience. And then, uh, Haosu, which what year is it? It's a Japanese horror movie, uh, 1977. Uh, I guess, uh, if I was trying to recommend something as weird and as much of an experience as Suspiria, Haosu is also really up there and just really fun to watch and funny and dark. Um, yeah, I have, then, I've heard so much about it, but I haven't seen uh, it yet. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, I really need to look at some of the older uh, Japanese horror movies. because uh, Do you know where it might be streaming or available? Well, that was one we were actually able to find pretty easily. Looks like it's on Prime and iTunes and everything, okay. but it's just like you have to buy it. Okay. Well, n- none of our listeners, no, don't buy it, pirate it. Find a way to <laughs> another test. Well, I don't know if the man who made it is even alive. Yeah, so. it's fine. It should be a it should be a public domain by now. It was made yeah. in seventy seven. Um, and then Return of the Living Dead is just one of those. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's one that I've heard of a lot too, and I feel like it's one that I see the poster of all the time, but oh, just yeah. have never watched it. Like it's a very distinctive, like yeah, the orange cat on the poster is very distinctive. Um, I'm like, looking forward to seeing it. And that imagery is in the movie uh, prominently. There's a cat that keeps having like menacing, sparkly eyes. <laughs> there, there's a lot of very <laughs> strange visual effects and really strange in-camera and editing effects. Uh, it's just really fun. I would love That's to awesome. be able to watch that again for the first time. I'm excited for y'all to see it. Cool. And then Return of the Living Dead uh, is a Dan O'Bannon film from 1985. And I think it's one of the a classic zombie movie. A classic 80s zombie movie that people, not as many people have seen as like Romero films or Evil Dead kind of stuff. So Return of the Living Dead, isn't this, if I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't Dan O'Bannon like like a partner with Romero or something like that on, on Night of the Living Dead? And this is like technically also a sequel to Night of the Living Dead because of the like weird rights stuff with Night of the Living Dead? Like, is this not like a, a sequel in the sense that Dawn of the Dead was also a sequel, uh, if I'm remembering correctly? Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't I know. I think that that's unless it's a different movie i'm thinking of um that like i think this was also like a sequel to night of the living dead i don't think uh, i don't think dan o'ban knew romero or at least not that when they yeah, made it dan, o, dan o, uh dan o'ban of course he wrote um alien um mm-hmm. and several other uh movies did special effects um on star wars he's he done a, a lot of stuff co-wrote life force as well and total recall like lots of uh, good stuff i remember this series from uh, when i was a kid uh return the return of the dead series because it was always on cable it was always really like all i'm looking at the images and they're implanted on my mind i can't remember anything <laughs> about so, the plot but i remember all these like punk kids and these zombies so uh um it was not Dan O'Bannon, but it was John Russo and George Romero had a dispute, the two producers, over, how, and they like had a dispute over the, uh, the title, and Romero ended up with Dead, and Russo's sequels ended up with Living Dead. So they reached a settlement where he only got to be the Dead movies, and Russo's movies got to be the Living Dead movies. So they are both technically, like, actually, Night of the Living Dead spun off two separate film franchises, like uh, uh, the Living Dead series and the dead series <laughs> all right and next up 
we have some Cronenberg. We are going to to be doing a special uh, two-parter horror vanguard where we're going to cover some Cronenberg movies. Um, and two of those films are going to be The Brood and The Fly. I love Cronenberg. And I think sometimes The Brood is my favorite film. Usually it's The Fly, but sometimes The Brood is. It's this really weird metaphysical psychological horror film about new age treatments of trauma that manifest themselves in the creation of evil little children it's wow. really creepy um it's one it's one of the kid horror movies where kids are the killers but it's in a super uh is still very scary and very uh creepy um and very fucked up i really really uh enjoy it and of course the fly is just I think it belongs in the canon of like perfect movies because it's, I think it's just absolutely a, a flawless uh, film. And if you've mm-hmm. seen it, rewatch it because it, it's just perfect. I've never seen The Brood at that, but that sounds fucking cool. But uh, yes, I would, uh, I agree that The Fly is like among the sort of perfect movies out there. Yeah, I've seen parts of both of them. I actually haven't seen them all the way through, but I've seen, there's a bit in The, the Brood where I, I don't want to spoil it, but a woman's like holding something. Oh uh, yeah, and, doing, yeah. and like leaning, to, yeah, and it's one of the most like viscerally disturbing, <laughs> or just kind of upset, especially. Well, I yeah, I guess I can't really talk about it without spoiling it. Yeah, but like as a woman, there are elements of that that I'm just like ah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you uh, well, it's kind of he kind of did it both for us. So as a woman, you got the brood. As a man, we have uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, in the fly. <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked you haven't seen the fly. It's so good. I need to. I've seen Shivers, his like really old movie, yeah. where they're on a, at a hotel with like sex monsters. <laughs> yes, yes, we we. Uh, that was on uh, our previous uh, list but yeah uh, the fly is just impeccable it's uh probably would be uh unimpeachably his best film if he didn't also make videodrome and videodrome is perfect yeah yep all right and next up um i wanted to get a little bit uh junji ito i'm thinking about doing you know a junji ito uh, if not October, you know, pretty soon, I'll probably focus on the comic, but you know, I put mm-hmm. Spiral on here or Uzumaki, um, which is an, uh, adaptation of his comic, his famous comic where, um, the shape of the spiral takes over, uh, the small Japanese town and starts, uh, it's really hard to explain, uh, but it basically <laughs> it's just it starts so a little bit distorting and killing and mutating everyone. The shape, just the shape, just the existence yeah. of the shape. The, the spirals start appearing everywhere and uh, killing every everyone. It's uh, I've heard, I've never actually got around to watching uh, the movie, but I've heard I heard nothing about good things about it. This is another one you're going to have to track down because you you can't even buy it. You can't even buy it legally uh, in the U.S. So you know this wow. is another test of who the real heads are out there. <laughs> Just get prepared for this. You're going to be doing this. Yeah. A lot more it's all the streaming services now yeah exactly you have to get you have to train yourself for the new world i'm excited to see it i am a huge ito fan but i've never seen any adaptations of his work i know they're working out isn't there like an anime miniseries or something coming yeah, out soon with the hereditary musician yeah uh, uh 
um, Adult Swim is doing an Uzumaki um, uh, series uh, soon. So that's another reason uh, to put this on. Uh, I've had Tomie on before, um, which is another Junji Ito adaptation, which I I really love that movie series. They did like six or uh, seven of them. I can definitely vouch for the first couple of them being, you know, still like pretty good adaptations that were, you know, really capture the horror and the creepiness of teenagers. And next, uh, another pick of mine, the house that Jack uh, built. And I just wanted to get uh, this on here because I haven't watched it yet. And uh, Lars Ventura hasn't been canceled yet. So I feel like oh, this boy. might be the last year <laughs> the, we can get him. Small window. Yeah. Small window. So. <laughs> last year we can get him on before he gets canceled uh, for something or another. Uh, but uh, I, I actually ended up watching half of it when we were on tour because it was playing and it was on in the hotel, but I fell asleep. And I think you were playing. I think it, you were trying to get into a wild classic at the time, Jack. <laughs> but uh, Well, it worked. It worked. I got into it. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't end up watching it. I ended up finishing it because I was uh, just tired. But yeah, it from what I saw, it was really good, really fucked up, really weird. I I, I do enjoy Lars von Trier and like him doing a serial killer movie with uh, Matt Dillon. Come on. Then um, I haven't seen either of these, but the next two are Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Which I've heard good things about New Nightmare before from people that I know personally, but then uh, Behind the Mask kept coming up on like meta horror lists, and I like meta horror films a lot uh, if they're done well, and they just both look uh, kind of weird and interesting. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about New Nightmare from people that I wouldn't expect because, of course, New Nightmare came out like after the slasher boom kind of fizzled out, and people were kind of tired of every of this shit and tired of Freddy, but. <laughs> People still like like this movie, even though it came like after you know it, the whole thing was over and done with. Uh, now Leslie Vernon, now it is a horror comedy, but it's a mockumentary. So I think my enjoyment of mockumentary will mm. overcome my dislike <laughs> for horror comedy. Cause I, I, there's some there's so, just something about that combination that's kind of okay, that's okay with me. Like actually, uh, uh, pretty interesting. Actually, I, I've wanted to watch it before, I just never got around to it. And last film, a classic, a classic uh, piece of, uh, you know, just a very iconic classic horror film in Phantasm, which every self-respecting horror fan has to see. You have to know about the balls. You have to know about the tall man. You have to know the little weird secret that this is all about. I, I It's just... The Phantasm is just such a weird, strange, idiosyncratic movie and movie series. Really, uh, they all have uh, they're all, they're all directed by uh, Don Coscarelli, uh, um, and they they just create this you know fucked up world, which which all makes sense 
internally, but explain, uh, explaining it doesn't do it justice. It's just one of my favorite, it's always been one of my favorite horror films. It was one of my father's favorite horror uh, series as well. Just that image of that ball flying through the air <laughs> and in order to suck your brain out and turn you to a zombie slave. It's just perfect. It's just, it's just such a fun, fun uh, horror movie and horror series. And if you haven't um, watched any of them, I definitely recommend uh, going back and checking them out. They hold up. Mm-hmm. I also really like uh, Bubba Hotel which Coscarelli also directed and is a very different movie. It's kind of a weird comedy horror movie. Yeah. Is it horror? That, that's a weird movie. That's a really weird <laughs> movie. It's almost like an action movie or something <laughs> With old that people. has horror villains. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like it, too. Jack, have you ever seen Phantasm? I haven't, and I'm excited to see it. I'm also excited to uh, of the last couple. Uh, uh I'm I'm excited to see all of them to be honest with you, but Phantasm is like a blind spot, uh, um, you know, that I've heard a lot about, but uh, never never made never made it out to see. The visuals in it are crazy. It's worth watching just for some of the the, the what they did with practical effects in that movie. And this is a light spoiler, but one of my favorite things about Phantasm is that the first one ends one way, and then they where you know one a certain character dying. And then the next film opens with that character being alive, and it was the other character that ended up dying. Yeah, I like that. That's just like, yeah, that's why not? <laughs> they were just like, fuck it, rock and roll. We're going to uh, keep the same role. I did like that. I kind of do like that old movie style, old comic book style of like, continuity doesn't matter because who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> like. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is our 31 uh, days of horror list for 2019. Um, if you're subscribing, to, uh, if you subscribe to us on patreon.com, you can join our discord and discuss the fi- these films with us in the chat. Um, we'll also be posting them on Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, so please. Watch some horror movies, uh, this October because this is the spooky month. Although we, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the scariest movie of all that's coming out in just a few days. Joker. Um, oh God, <laughs> Leslie, please bleep that. Please bleep it. It's actually styled J star K E R. So please do bleep that if you it's can. Such is already like, Joker is almost like a Lovecraftian object. It is the Necronomicon <laughs> of films because it has already driven several people from um, editors of liberal magazines wow. to um, writers on um, Disney fan sites uh, masquerading <laughs> as movie reviewers. Sure. All of them have just, you know, lost it. So I just want everyone you know you know we're hopefully we survive this this <laughs> month of october hopefully america is not not an absolute war zone after this uh film is released yeah, so hope, hope, uh, we're praying for you all out there the clown is already tearing us apart and tearing at the yeah. fabric of our reality um so <laughs> ha- be good and stay safe out there folks yeah stay safe goodbye bye
Like what you hear, want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.